You are listening to the sermon stream of the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. Tonight we'll read 1 Thessalonians 2, 17 to 20. Paul had just commended the brethren for accepting the gospel and receiving the gospel even in spite of great difficulties, including of those of their own countrymen who had tried to hinder people from accepting the gospel, uh, like the, the men of the same spirit as those who, verse 15, killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets, and they drove us out. They're contrary and hostile to everybody. But in spite of them, brethren, you received the gospel, and you accepted the word as the word of God. So verse 17, but we, brethren, having been bereft of you for a short while, that's because of the persecutions. Paul had to leave town. Read Acts 17 as Paul has to go from place to place in preaching the gospel. And he went after Thessalonica to Berea. We know about the Bereans. They were more noble minded than those where? Than those in Thessalonica. Because most of the Thessalonians were those rebellious sort, but there was a a beautiful, righteous remnant, a a little remnant of of faithful people, and these people would have loved to have been with the Apostle Paul, and the Apostle Paul would have loved to have been with them, but those unnoble-minded people had driven them out. So we're bereft of you for a short while. In person, not in spirit, we're all the more eager with great desire to see your face. For we wanted to come to you, I, Paul, more than once. Yet Satan thwarted us. For who is our hope, our joy, our crown of exaltation? Is it not even you? In the presence of our Lord Jesus, it is coming. For you are our glory and joy. You are our glory and joy. So we have wanted, going back to verse 17, we have wanted to be with you, but we've been bereft. He says for a short while, uh, from the time that Paul left in Acts 17 until the time he writes the letter of 1 Thessalonians may have been as short a period as two or three weeks. It may have been a period as long as four or five months. Uh, But it's definitely in that Acts 17 Uh, Acts 18 window, when Paul uh, has gone from Thessalonica to Berea, down to Athens, and then to Corinth. So somewhere in that path uh, uh, and travels of Acts 17 and 18, Paul uh, is writing these folks. And we think about these, uh, this short while helps uh, helps us understand maybe why Paul had to write a few things to these Thessalonians, uh, because he just hadn't had the time when he was with them to instruct them, even on some things as basic as uh, the mechanics of the, <coughs> of the resurrection, uh, which we'll get to in chapter 4, because uh, he, he had uh, had such a short time with them, but now quickly he's writing them more. But notice this, he says, we can't see you in person, but we're greatly eager to do that, and we greatly desire to see your face. I thought about that verse in light of the recent pandemic where we have been so separated from people, we can't see them 
face-to-face, and sometimes even we do see them face-to-face, what can we not see? <laughs> we can't see their face. Uh, I, I had a weird experience today between the cold, which had me wearing two hoods and a stocking cap, and uh, pulled down low, and my mask, which was sealed up high, I went into a bank to go get the teller to give me hundreds of dollars with only a little slit of my eyes being seen. That's abundantly weird. <laughs> Felt like seen from the Old West. Uh, of course, I went in and uh, all masked up and hooded up, and uh, I got my money. Of course, they knew me. They didn't even ask your ID. He says, hey, Mr. Horsley. He's like, okay. Yeah, so it wasn't the full thing. But anyway, uh, it's not often I go mask and hooded into a bank. But it's weird that we don't see each other's face. And it's bad when we can't. And here, Paul, he, he by persecution, rather than pandemic, he's not able to see their face. And he longs to see them face to face and to have the normal uh, interactions. I want to do that. And you know what? There's a lot of things we want to do. There's a lot of good things we want to do. And we've wanted to do them continually, as Paul says here, more than once. But even when we want good things and beneficial things, and we want them repeatedly, sometimes we can't do it. In this case, it was what? Yet Satan thwarted us. Even if you're an apostle, even if you want to help the brethren, can you always do the good you want to do? No. Does that stop us from wanting to do the good? No, it makes us want it all the more. And he says, we love you. You are our hope, our joy, our crown of exaltation, uh, King James, a crown of rejoicing. It's like the, uh, the crowns they gave the victors in the games or, or, the, or the thing they gave the heroes as a reward. He says, you're our reward. You're, you're the laurels for us. You're, you're the hope and joy we have. And even though we can't see each other now, still though, Is it not even you, verse 19, in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming? Yes, you're our glory and our joy. And so we think about the things in which we as Christians are supposed to take glory and joy. Now, I know when it says about boasting, we're not to boast except what? In the Lord Jesus, right? That's 1 Corinthians. And Jeremiah said, if anyone boasts, let him boast that he knows me. Jehovah. So it's not boasting here because our boasting is only in the Lord. But where is our joy and hope and what makes us happy? What is the reward to us? It's not just the Lord, is it? In this case, it's the brethren. We think about the Apostle Paul, who famously he would tell the Philippians, he counted all things as loss for Christ Jesus. And Paul gave up all those connections in Judaism. He gave up a career in Judaism. He gave up all of those things that he had as a Pharisee, and he counted them all as loss for Christ. But in Christ, what did he get? Well, he got Christ. And he also, and he's very happy about this, he also got the brethren. So you read the letters of Paul. Which letters of Paul don't have some mention of the brethren in them at the end? These brethren send greetings at the beginning, the salutations. These brethren send greetings. So the sending and receiving of greetings or how does the entire book, of, in the book of Romans, there's an entire chapter, right? Romans 16, the entire chapter, 34 different groups and peoples that are mentioned as greetings to and greetings from and connections with. And so in Christ, we uh, cling to Christ alone in one sense, 
But also, aren't we glad to have the other brethren who are doing it too? And so Paul said about these brethren, you are our hope, our joy, our exaltation, even you at the, in the presence of the Lord Jesus that is coming. And so even if we never get to see a brother again, when do we get to see him? And so what are we saying? There's another meeting place somewhere in heaven because maybe we don't get to meet again in this life. But in the Lord, we can always meet again and we can always we have this common hope and we can rejoice in these things and be a glory and joy to one another. Verse 20. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at malvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.